0: Hey everybody, Mark Herman, aka LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms, and we have a full house today. Everybody's here. I'd say I rested up from the bye week, but this is the Week Eight Jungle Talk preview. Yeah, who day? So here we go. So we've got yeah, our super fans, Heath Goldman and Riley Goldman. We've got super fans, Devin Circus and Jake Circus. And Jake Circus has podcast. Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff.
1: Jake Circus podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Spotify and YouTube. Mark, we lost our pick la- last week. We finally we did, lost one.
0: We did lose <laughs> our pick. And I have to say, weeks. I have to say, I actually watched the game. While I was oh, playing, I'm sorry. And it was one, I want that three hours of my life back. That was one of the most frustrating games I've ever witnessed. And then the officiating was, ho- all of a sudden there's the phantom motion on the fumble return. I say, oh, okay, here we go. And no, no. So,
1: so um, we're 6 and we're 6 and 3 now on the show. And the Arkansas fired their uh, offensive coordinator by the way. I don't know if you saw that. They fired him immediately after the uh, game. You Wait, your
2: pick last week was that dreadful Arkansas Arkansas, yeah,
1: yeah, it was Arkansas minus 6 and they scored 3 points at home off a bye. Yeah.
0: I am um, at their homecoming. I uh, I and Jake, Jake called it. He said, "Oh, you're going to tease it even, aren't you?" And I said that's exactly what I did. And and I just kind of watched in disbelief on just the worst football i've ever seen the worst officiating i mean there wasn't anything positive i can say about that game but all
1: right so. enough about arkansas mark they're they're not even going to make a bowl game they're irrelevant
0: no so um before i forget if you don't subscribe please subscribe it's all we ask support the channel um you know hit the subscribe button hit the bell so you know when our videos go up and uh please hit the thumbs up it helps us out with the youtube analytics so that's all we ask. All right. Well, here we go. that? Mark
3: Riley's got it. Let Riley tell, uh,
0: tell everybody where he's. Oh yeah. From. Riley, tell them where they can find all your stuff.
4: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sportsball with three L's at the end, just posting general, uh, sports news that I find and ideas I have throughout the week.
0: There you go. So, um, all right, well, let's get right into this. We're doing the show early this week. The Niners played on Monday, so we don't have any injury reports from there. But there's actually a lot of news that was announced today. So why don't you go ahead, Jake, or somebody, talk about uh, some of the injuries
1: we've got going on in San Francisco. Because ours is forward. straightforward. So. It's Sam Darnold week. Uh, Sam Darnold. It, does, it doesn't, like, with thank, thank goodness we didn't record this earlier. We were, like, going to almost record earlier, and I was just going to, defend Brock Purdy for like 45 minutes or however long the show lasted. Now he's not even going to play. It's like, say whatever you want about Brock Purdy, but the guy's like, he's really good. And if he doesn't play, that's just an immediate advantage for the Bengals. So,
2: no, it it is uh... ironic. It is ironic that Purdy's out and Sam Darnold's going to play. It's Halloween week. We're black and orange and our defense, which is why I wore the Hendrickson Jersey today is going to make Sam Darnold see ghosts again. Yeah, oh no, it's oh uh, so
0: so we have no Debo I Samuel. I was gonna get
2: that in, Jake. <laughs> oh, god,
0: so we uh, we have no Debo Samuel McCaffrey looked fine, so I don't on Monday night. Uh, there wasn't, I didn't appear to be any issues, but no Debo Samuel now, no Brock Purdy, Trent Williams. We don't know he didn't practice. I mean, it's not unusual for him not to practice because they played Monday, but but uh, if Trent Williams is out, that that team you know if we had talked about this game and we did talk about it three weeks ago is this being probably one of the toughest games on the schedule and man that didn't age well i mean look at where we are all of a sudden they've lost two games they look more than human um it's uh this game has changed a lot i mean i this was like i said one of those games i just checked it off that we would not win this game and now i'm coming off a bye them on a short week darnold making his first start debo samuel out i mean it's this is a this is a new deal. So, um, guys, give me your thoughts on this.
2: Yeah, what you just said is exactly one point that I noted down that I wanted to talk about is think about where we were three weeks ago, where the Bengals were three weeks ago, and where the Niners were three weeks ago. We're coming off a horrid loss to Tennessee, looking at two must win games and a buy. And the, all the talk on San Francisco was, is anybody going to beat them or are they going to go 20 and 0? And here we are. And, you know, Jake's more, you guys are more into the lines than me. This is a line that's going to go down. It's inside of a touchdown. It, It could get even, you know, closer to four or five. And we're coming off a rest looking good. Everybody's getting healthy. We won the two games we needed to do look San Francisco, no quarterback, no number one receiver, potentially no number one left tackle. It's, Key on McCaffrey and don't let anybody beat you deep. And I think our defense is capable of doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, we got to see better run defense than we saw yeah. the first part of the season. Um, you know, I think I mentioned in one of the previous shows that when we want, when we want our, uh, 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 the I think it was week five, Zach said, "Hey, we're one and zero in the second quarter of the season. We're now two and zero. Let we just got to stack wins here." but um yeah this game this game it's so funny because after san francisco dismantled dallas i mean everybody was already crowning the niners as the number one seed in the nfc and and two weeks later you know troy aikman once said humility is one week away and i don't know if that's something jimmy johnson said to him or where he got it and it's a variation i think it goes all the way back to john wooden but you know There we were, and then a week later, you lose to Cleveland. The next week, you put up a clunker on Monday night against Kirk Cousins, who can't play in the prime time, but they make him look like Dan Marino. Um, You know, And like I said, it's humility is a week away. I'll make one
3: comment uh, a week early. We talked about it. I listened to the show last week when you were talking about predictions. Uh, That team uh, up north in the AFC doesn't look as uh, daunting as they did a couple weeks ago either. Buffalo's coming off two tough weeks so we got you know we had talked about coming out of this bye, playing two tough teams and you know we got a chance of uh, of winning both of them I think now
1: yeah Buffalo yeah. Buffalo sucks all right like we'll be the Bengals will be favored in that game next week regardless of win or lose Buffalo sucks we'll be favored, we'll like, be favored. like I'll like I'll talk about this more next week but like but Buffalo's awful they're they're, they're they do, no, they play tomorrow just, night
2: they do play tomorrow night so they will have the extra rest
1: they right. might lose to tampa they, they might lose tomorrow night i i would not be surprised at all if they lose tomorrow night
2: so you know
0: it's uh like i said it's humility is a week away It's why like you don't get too too excited about a win because the next week's a a whole new uh storyline so yep. um but this is the new storyline better be the a, a vaunted
3: uh 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 Offense from the Bengals. I mean, they've had two weeks to try to figure this thing out, Callahan and and Zach. They, they've got, to. I hope, something.
0: Well, T. Higgins is supposedly much better than he was health-wise. Um, Zach defended him at his presser. I think it was yesterday morning. It might have been this morning. But basically said, you know, the guy hasn't been 100%. Gave him props for trying to play hurt. Um, and saying, hey, even in the Seattle game, he drew attention away so Chase could have his moment. So you know, he's done his part. So, but yeah, this, uh, like we said, the bye week came at a great time. Uh, Burrow looked as mobile as he's ever looked this season in the last game, we've got two weeks of rest. Now, um, we need to come out. We need to score early and often on this team. We need to, we need to get Darnold is not going to bring a team back from a big hole. He's just not that kind of quarterback, especially having this be his first start. So, if there was ever a week where the Bengals needed to start quickly on the road, this would be that week. Well, yes, I will go.
1: Go uh, ahead, Riley. I
4: I will say though, we're talking about their injuries to their offense. This is still one of the best defenses, at least positional player wise, in the in the NFL. one of the best pass rush past rushers in Nick Bosa, the probably the best linebacker. In Fred Warner. Their safeties cover the entire field. Yeah. And the rest of their D line still gets the QB. They have eleven picks on this season and have only given up seven touchdowns passing. And we're a passing offense. You have seven touchdowns given up through they I don't think they've had their bye week. So seven games. Yeah. And we're in a passing offense. That scares me, especially with A Shanahan coach offense. He made Brock Purdy. Whether Brock Purdy is actually as good as he is, he was still the last pick in the draft, and he went eight and zero before he got hurt. So it it still scares me, even with Sam Darnold in there.
0: Yeah, well, I actually agree with you because. This is a this is also a Niner team. Think about that touchdown right before half on Monday night. I mean, it looks like Ward is going to intercept the ball and instead he loses the ball. I mean, that changed that whole game, but this is a defense that's going to come in with a chip on its shoulder. It really is, and they didn't play poorly in their two losses. I mean, in in uh in against Cleveland, uh, what did they give up 20 points? I mean, they had a chance to tie the oh, game. Less and they had like a chance a to buy the game, you know. Their kicker has, has not had a good season, this rookie cooker kicker of theirs. But, but this Moody. is a defense that's going to want to come out and make a statement. They, they, they realize that they've lost two in a row.
3: You know what's really funny about me making a comment about their kicker? You know where their kicker went to school,
0: Michigan.
3: You know where our punter went to school, Michigan. Both of them were supposed to be exceptional draft picks,
2: and they both All right, hold
1: up, hold Dude. the phone on, Moody. It's,
2: it's, oct- <laughs> and get off of our punter. He's been fine. He's been uh, above average the last three weeks. Like, relax, Axel. Two of the three
1: weeks. All right. All right. What, what Riley said about the Niners defense is, is extremely well, accurate. Like, normally, yes. like, normally, but what's so interesting about the Niners defense is, first of all, I, I, I like doing these shows every week because sometimes we get fans from the other teams who come in our comments. So, like, I, I, I like to give it, like, other teams props and, what oh, the yeah. Niners have done the last the last five years with their defense, because normally when you have really good defenses, uh, it's because, no, only because of like a, a great D.C. Then he leaves to be a head coach. Well, the Niners' D.C. for three years was Robert Sala. They were the, one of the best units in the league. He went to go coach the Jets. D'Amico Ryans came in, and they were the same defense. Uh, probably even got a little bit better, because I think with Ryans for two years, they were like the best defense in the league, and probably not even close. D'Amico Ryans goes to coach Houston, and Steve Wilkes comes in after... Being here at Missouri, we were one of the worst defenses in Power Five, and then two years later, interim coach for Carolina gets fired. There, doesn't get the job, and now he's with San Fran, and they're flourishing yet again. So these players are fantastic. They have, they go multi like multiple levels on the defense. Uh, it's it's still very good. They're healthy there, uh, as Riley said. A little bit of a scare for for Warner uh, on Monday night, but I th- I think he's fine. Yeah, he um, came back in the what, game. Look, Riley yeah, he, came back. Back. he so. came back. He came back. So they dodged a bullet there, but they're, they're, they're pretty healthy. Ward is fantastic. Although he was awful on Monday. Um, but yeah, they, they're, it's a really good union. And, and and back to Darnold, Darnold actually like, wasn't bad with Carolina last year. Like he was, he averaged 8.6 yards per attempt in six games, which if that was in 2023, he'd be fourth in the league in yards per attempt right now. Uh, so he, he was pretty solid with Carolina with nothing, almost nothing to work with. They were a good rushing team and that's it the last couple of weeks of the year. So Maybe Kyle Shanahan will turn him into Cam Newton. I don't know.
0: Well, th- you know, I didn't how much did Darnold get? Do we have film on Darnold in this offense? I know it would be preseason, but how much film did uh, do we have to look at? Or is this well, it's, one of those where we it's we're... gonna
1: be I mean it's 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 gonna be Sam Darnold. Like he he's he's not gonna throw the ball down the field with with great accuracy, um, like and, and great timing like what Brock Purdy does. Because what Purdy does so well is his like the broadcasters drool over it every time he's in a primetime game. Whether it's Aikman, whether it's Collinsworth, whether it's Herb Street, like they drool over his footwork. They drool over his anticipate his anticipation. Donald's not gonna do that. He's gonna run the ball a little bit more. Um, he's gonna look underneath to McCaffrey, expect a big McCaffrey game, especially with Debo out. But this Niners offensive line outside of Trent Williams is really, really bad. And it's not it has not been talked about since uh McGlinchy left. The right tackle from the last four or five years went to Denver. Uh, that has been a revolving door all year. Their inside is is not great, uh, in, strictly in terms of pass protection. They have not been able to 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 really handle blitzes, to handle four-man pressure at all. They've been really bad.
0: Right. So um, any indication whether Williams plays or not? What do you think? I think
1: he's going to go. I, I, I think he's going to go.
0: Yeah. Well, there you have it. So um... you know,
2: The only saving grace is if he is continued to be banged up um if he's not progressing the way he should their buy is the following week and maybe we get lucky and they want to sit him out one more week to give him two more weeks of rest
0: right no i actually didn't think about that but that's actually a great point it's probably why samuel has already been ruled out Yeah. um, yeah what i've said is you know you get yeah he's a key that this offense is a lot different when he's in it so um just like chase is in our offense so um he's a big component all right so um when you want to say anything about, well, the Bengals are coming off their bye. It's kind of like, I mean, we feel good. We, we didn't really blow anybody out, but we've been making progress. It's, I would say progress, not perfection. You know, for those of us who have raised kids, you, you better live with that mantra because uh, I, it's never
3: I am wondering one thing. And I'd love to hear Devin and all of your comments. Joe looked almost perfect last time. If you hadn't known that he was coming off, weeks and weeks of, of a calf you wouldn't have ever gathered that but the offense just isn't doing much at all I mean what do you guys see and I don't watch a game like every play and start to analyze I just watch as a fan so what do you guys see it
2: so the first half again I'm gonna jump in the first half against Seattle we were electric we did we, we looked as good as we we looked last year as good as as the team has ever looked look Seattle's a good team. Second half, they made adjustments and we won the first half significantly, and we tied the second half. That's gonna win you. I don't remember what the halftime score was, maybe 14 10, if I'm not mistaken. And we <laughs> we tied them in the second half. That's how you win games. Their defense yeah. did a good job. Our defense actually did a better job. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah,
1: you know, holding a holding a team to three points and five red zone trips is oh exactly. uh, yeah, no, it will that never happen one of those
0: again. Weird because that was across the league. I mean, you had New Orleans that was in the red zone like three or four times in the second half, didn't score at all, I mean, and lost their game by by one score. It was just one of those weeks where teams just faltered in the red zone, and fortunately, you know, we were one of those teams that, uh, you know, that had oh, it's, those three. It's been,
1: it's been that way all year. The league-wide red zone touchdown percentage is down like 6% compared to, to and previous years. Everybody goes for it
2: all the time. Instead of kicking field goal, the That's percentage. not...
1: That's not that you know. Let me ask you this question the stat called red zone touchdown percentage. Do you get rewarded for kicking a field goal instead of turning it over on no, downs? But
2: your percentage goes down if you fail, it doesn't go down if you
0: kick. No, so it
1: doesn't. Did you score a touchdown on the drive?
0: Yeah, he's saying touchdown. Yes percent. or no? So it doesn't change when you oh, kick field goal. My goals. bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My no. bad. No. But uh, you,
1: you, you and Zach Taylor would get along really well because no, neither no, no. of you want to be aggressive at you all, and Brandon it's probably why the Bengals was, and it's, you and, and it's, it's,
2: should start dating.
1: And it's yeah. and it's probably why the Bengals are are struggling because their 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 coach is scared.
0: Well, that's – and that's just what that's the point I was going to bring up is I think a lot of it's the play calling. I haven't liked a lot of the play calling because we put ourselves I want to get into second and shorts. I you know, we put ourselves in the wrong down and distance and then we wind up I, I hate running on second and long cuz you just set up the third and long. It's we've got to yeah. So, so I I put a lot of it a lot of the second half uh, against Seattle, I put on play calling. I, agree. I think
1: this year, it's been a little bit different because, like two years ago, we all wanted them to pass like every play, right? And they they were running the ball on first and second down, and it was so annoying. The Bengals this year have actually been the third highest first down passing team in the league, but they're not finding a lot of su- success, and they're be- and they're even worse on third down. the The Bengals have never, and this is this kind of goes hand in hand with 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 Heath's question. The Bengals have never been a schematically perfect team. It, like Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan never have had the perfect scheme, but Joe Burrow has made it work. Now with now that he's been hurt and he still is not 100%, we'll see how he looks after the bye, but you can even tell in the Seattle game, he still didn't look quite himself, especially in that second half on drives that weren't scripted. So we're, we're seeing it with Burrow where the extending plays and especially the deep balls just it has not been there, right. even in the wins. I mean, uh, other than the deep play to chase, he, he's been one of the worst deep ball quarterbacks in the league. It's We're going back to 2020 again. Uh, for Christ's sake. So it's been a, a mix of that. And, and all of it is relying on Joe Burrow playing hero ball. It's what I hate most about the offense is It's why the bills are struggling because Josh right. Allen has to play hero ball, but they don't have the weapons that we have. Right, exactly. So the guys yeah. need to step up. The offensive line is giving them time. Like right. it, this should equate the best Bengals offense that we've seen in the Joe Burrow era, but the injury held them back. The T injury held them back. So when it all starts to click, like they're going to go on a run, like they're, it's going to happen. Eventually. It's just when and who it's going to come against. How comes this I, got
2: a, I got a question on that and sorry guys, because I want to, I want to follow up on that. And something that we've talked about a little but not a ton, obviously burrow going to hurt Higgins has been hurt. We know that that's obvious. The last two years, and we've joked about it before, that Joe Burrow made CJ Uzama and Hayden Hurst a lot of money.
3: I was just about to ask the same question.
2: Smith has been absolutely terrible. How much of what's going on in the offense do we attribute to not having that outlet, that big man over the middle, as an outlet that Uzama and Hurst were? Because again, they were never, those guys are never going to make a Pro Bowl. They'll never be world beaters, but they were really effective for us the last two years.
1: They, yeah. A,
2: a lot of third down
0: conversions. We converted I, a lot of third down. That's what I was. Hurst. Yeah. I was
1: just about to say, and I just think that Uzama and Hurst were better players. I mean, I think the Bengals severely downgraded at tight end. They went younger, like they're going to do with a lot of positions in the next couple of years. They tried on a guy that had good traits coming out of Alabama. He was very young and he's just not as good as Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was awesome. I mean, yeah, he, he was great. Best. He was exactly what they needed Uh, and and Irv Smith. Like it's, it's, it's not a schematic thing with Irv Smith. Like they're not going to draw plays to get Irv Smith open. That's, that would be, that would be criminal. But the reason why Hurst was always doing so well is because of the attention that was being drawn to the, to all the other guys. And I I think a big problem has been where's Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's probably is one of his, if not one of his last two years with the Bengals, they might even cut him after this year Uh, after drafting two rookies this past year. Where has he been? Uh, he's been a big part the last two, three years. And even before Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd was the man. And
3: there's I, a young guy. There's a young guy. I read something the other day on the, on the practice squad that has got, got some reps, obviously in the preseason, but later in the preseason.
2: Um, You're talking about the tight end. Yeah. 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 Tanner, Tanner Hudson. He played two games when Smith yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely obsessed. with Is he the Cincinnati guy? Is, was he UC? No. No. The, uh, I thought I know, was the joke on him. It, the 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 read on him and is he's a preseason All Pro. The last three years, he's been on three different teams and has had phenomenal stats in the preseason. And he got he played two games. I, I remember we did one week oh. and Riley was like, "Where the hell did Tanner Hudson come from? He looked great. I love the guy."
1: <laughs> yeah. Southern, Ar- Southern Arkansas, Southern by the Arkansas. way. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know where I got Cincinnati from. Yeah, I don't know. He, either, he's but...
2: got some.
3: He's got the long hair like Trent Irwin a little bit. I think. I think Trent Irwin's yeah. from, the, from local. Yeah. Let me. Irwin's Irwin's
1: there. good. Irwin's like legit good. Yeah. By
0: the what way. what are you? Th- what are the ch- also contributing to all this that the defensive coordinators around the league have caught up and they're taking away the long ball from us? Well, right
2: we definitely there. started to see that last. Yeah, year. I
1: mean. I, I yeah, like, no, this is this is league wide. Like this no. league scoring is down, red yeah. zone stuff is down. Um these defenses are getting really, really smart. I mean, you look like you look at a guy like Mike McDonald for Baltimore, like Wink Martindale did some weird shit with them for almost a decade, and that defense was always at the top of the league. And they bring in Mike McDonald, who I think is the best assistant coach in, in the league right now. And if he's not a head coach, that, it's a shame. I mean, it, it would be awful for us because we want him out, I'd get him out of that division. Uh, but what he's doing with Baltimore right now is fantastic. The Bills really miss Leslie. Back to the Bills again. Uh, they really miss Leslie Frazier. We'll yeah. talk about that next week because uh, he took a, a step aside this year. He was their D.C. the last five years right. since they drafted Allen. Just defensive-minded guys across the league are drafting really smart players that are really good for their schemes, and they're taking away a lot of what Teams like to do, and some teams are forced to go heavier and run the ball and keep, and keep games low-scoring. I mean, unders are been doing fantastic this year. Primetime unders, by the way, are like 19-4 and four this year. So but crazy. if that's the
3: case, Jake, and I'm not questioning you, if that's the case, Tyler Boyd has to be – you would think he'd be living across the middle.
1: Yeah. The I, I, like, look, the offense is always going to run through Jamar, right? Like, there's nothing that no one – like. There's no, there's no one that any D.C. can do to – completely shut down Jamar like we we, we see receivers star receivers have, have bad games every now and then but like Jamar is the offense that so has to go through jamar and it's not a coincidence that our two biggest wins were when Jamar had to combine twenty three catches twenty 23 catches 23, four catches like that's that's what needs to happen especially with with T you know not getting full reps and not being fully healthy. but when everything starts to come together, they went on that run last year they were scoring a lot of points they're running the ball pretty well playing great defense it's gonna it's gonna come back like it's gonna right it's gonna happen eventually but yeah like league-wide league-wide defense is really taking over and yeah, and, and, think- and and these teams these teams that are in like a shit spot with their either head coach or quarterback because like a couple of years ago it was all about offense hire these offensive young guys I I think these teams are going to go more towards like the D'Amico Ryans and the Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell's offensive guy but um like the Mike McDonald's and Robert Salas, that type of stuff.
0: Dan Campbell may be an offensive guy, but he
1: feels he, like a defensive he's guy. Like he, he's a,
0: he's a he defensive f- mindset for an offensive he, he feel, guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, although that defense did look too, uh, uh, did look too good last week.
1: No, no. Well, no, like, they I can't say, cover. They, they they can't cover. Like that's not new. They right, they can't right. cover.
0: Remember, humility is a week away. Right. (laughs) That's why I don't crown anybody. All right. Well, and and there's so much. This is one of those, you know, I feel like the lady in front of the courthouse, you know, holding the scales blindfolded. I mean, this is one of those games you could sit there and go, you know, we've been terrible at stopping the run. So McCaffrey should have a good week, but they don't really have the threat of the pass as much with Darnold. So and without Samuel. So it's just you just see those scales just go. So this is one of those games that I almost feel like this is a coin flip game. This is going to come down to a couple uh, a couple key uh penalties or a couple key turnovers. And the, where yeah, the, they, line, where the before
3: where was the line before they announced uh Purdy. Going it out? was it was five, five and half. a half
1: it yeah, opened at five and a five half and, okay. a half, and yeah. it's at four right now. It's yeah. at four right
2: all now. All the way down to four. Wow.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I talked I talked to someone earlier today. They had a two point two point difference between Purdy and Darnold. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, what? that is a lot. Well, and, and don't think the penalties aren't going to be. We had the NFL behind
0: the scenes; they admit this stuff to to owners and coaches. Um, they admitted that they blew the Indy Cleveland game. They oh my God, right that on the, was on the, oh, on the fumble recovery, oh, and then they gift wrapped the win with a ball that was literally you would have had to be in the oh, fourth row of the stands to to catch that pass. Um, that was Whoa. it was so uncatchable. It was un unble- and the league actually. Ursay, usually the owners don't do this, but Jim Ursay said the league admitted. Ursay to doesn't. Ursay yeah, doesn't he, give a fuck. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't give a
4: fuck I it like
0: that about him. <laughs> but he said, "Yeah, league admitted to me today that they screwed up on both plays. So don't think the game can't can't swing on the officials. Hopefully, we get better officiating this week because he well, that's bad a, in a it's lot it's of
2: games across the board. The perfect segue, Mark, Jake, and I already discussed it. Did you? See no, him.
1: I did not discuss this. You discussed this. You oh, were talking it. to yourself about it. Okay, but you responded. You said You're, yeah.
3: You were listening. You were, supposed to, you. It, you you were yeah. supposed to be listening. You just yeah. weren't. <laughs> if
0: you yeah. listened, you were part of the conversation. That's the, the
2: head official of yeah. the head referee, whatever the title is, of our game this Sunday is none other than the clown who did the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Well.
1: A game that the Bengals deserve to lose, by the way. Like I know, I'll, I'll be the bad guy and say that, but the game that the Bengals deserve to lose.
0: So, so but we were in it at the end and could have won it. So,
1: if um, if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs can win a game, can win a Super Bowl with Carl Cheffers as official as official, then we can win a game with anybody as an official. Right? So, doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean anything.
3: Riley, do you did you get the package? You have the uh, you were shaking your head about the Cleveland game. You have the package, the YouTube package. Uh, no, but I.
0: Still up the game. No, well, no. okay. But like I said, I really feel like this has turned into, which is a good thing because we, I really was gonna w- thought we w- went w- there was no way we we're gonna win this game, and I really think this is a coin flip game. I think we have this isn't a puncher's chance. We have the same chance San Francisco has. I think this game is even. You know. Yeah. So I mean, if we're oh, that's
3: point underdog, it, right, Jeff? Do Three I get points for home? Field. Because he's
1: gonna tease it. <laughs> oh, just just wait till I get to my picks this week. This this so, week. all right. On the show. No, so, we want to do
0: predictions. Do we want Jake's game of the week? What do we want to do next? Um, this is a flexible format here. We just it, We take, just flow with it. So take take Jake's picks. Then we we'll, then you guys give. Your all right. Then we'll do our predictions. Jake, give us your game of the week, please. All right. I need something. I've got. To, I need a Florida I've, over Tennessee again, not a Arkansas.
1: <laughs> all right. I've got two sides, and I'm giving out an underdog money line parlay. Okay, I love I love this week. This is this is one of my favorite. By the way, one of the worst slates of the week, but in terms of gambling, great. All right, what are my two sides? The local boy in the bottom left, Devin Circus. We're starting in Tempe. We're taking the Devils plus six and a half. I like Uh, that. This has been. The unluckiest team in college football in terms of turnover luck and injuries. You saw what happened against Washington at home as a four-touchdown dog. I had them in that game. They're getting, the, they're getting their players on defense back. Uh, I like what Kenny Dillingham's doing in his first year. They got some turnover luck against Washington, almost beat them. They are facing a team in Washington State that when they go on the road are not even close to the team that they are at home, getting a full touchdown, plus six and a half. Then going about two, uh, two oh, hours try. east, East to Tucson East? We're taking the cats, baby. Plus three and a half. Uh against Oregon State. Same thing. Pac twelve home dogs this year have absolutely killed. Um, this freshman quarterback for Arizona. Is he he's gonna play, right? Like the he's a he's stud a
2: he's a sophomore,
0: but so, yeah.
1: whatever. So red shirt he's a red shirt freshman, by the way. So we got Arizona, um, Arizona State. I I okay. last year. He is he's he's fun. Uh I have Arizona plus three and a half against Oregon State. I think Oregon State's a little bit looking ahead to, to their gauntlet, and they end with Washington and Oregon back to back weeks, their last two weeks, right? This is a sleepy spot uh, in a Pac 12 after dark game. So give me the Cats and the Devils uh, okay. plus three and a half, plus six and a half. And then our and money line dog.
2: Attendance. Hang on. I will be in attendance at the U of A Oregon State game this Saturday night. All right. Oh, yeah. And okay. then our
1: we are going to put the Cats in. This is a 1.4 unit play, but by, by the way, for me for the cats. And I never bet more than a unit on any college, on any college game. So sorry, I, I, I might jinx your team, Dad. But this this, this is this is a this is this is a this is a dong spot, as I like to say. So money money line dog parlay, cats, uh, plus, plus 140. And right. then we're taking Kentucky. Plus one fifty against Tennessee at home in the SEC. So parlay those two. Take Arizona State separately. Take Arizona separately. Mark, you can do your teaser, or whatever. I don't care. All three of those lines too.
0: All three three of those teams
1: cover. uh, I'm not guaranteeing an Arizona State win, but uh, Arizona, Kentucky both win as dogs at home on Saturday. Yeah,
0: and you can add seven points to Arizona uh, to ASU. So there you go. I'm sure you sure. So, hey, if that fumble recovery in Arkansas had held up, that was enough to win with the teaser. I was That's right. You would have won it, I would have lost. You would have won and I
1: would have lost. You would yeah. yeah, so... have been a, a one up for eternity on me if that there happened. Because I've, I've been making fun of you for teasers all year and so... you would have won one and I would have lost.
0: But I love money lines. I love teasers. I, my theory is you have to manipulate the lines because they're very good at them. They really are. And we have perfect examples coming up with the NBA because I can't tell you how many over-unders in the second half I've won or lost on a half a point. They're so good at forecasting the points. They really are. UT, so- wait, so you're telling me – I you're, you tease – nba totals? no no i'm saying second half nba bets i've won and lost so many within a half point it just shows you how good their analysts are that they can have an over 104 and a half and it's either 104 or 105 you're literally winning and losing by a half point they are that good at it that's why i like money lines and teasers you got to manipulate the the playing field so all right who wants to go first on their prediction Jake you took a lot of heat in the comments people were like who is this the this uh, downer dude we want fans and I respect the fact that you uh you know that your your prediction was we wouldn't make the playoffs you know in the second half you know bold prediction so but there was this, a-
1: this division's really good uh, and like but what did I say nine and eight out of the playoffs. Yeah, you said we would miss
0: that. Your bold prediction was we missed the. Nineteen eight not getting
2: in the playoffs this
0: no, year. No, it's not. That's that was a sure.
1: bold. That was a bold prediction. I like, agree. I agree. think. I think that they're going to go on a run, but if they don't, like this is how the league works. Like teams with star quarterbacks have down years all the time. Like sure. I get, we made the Super Bowl in twenty one and almost got back last year. That does not mean that we're getting back this year. That's not how this league works. Sure. Uh, and w- w- when you play in that division and they still have four of those games left, it's hard, man. Uh, and with the first place schedule. But look, like, I do think we're going to win the next two games. So that's a little spoiler. Uh, I think this matchup for San Fran is fantastic. It's even better uh, without Brock Purdy. Because I think the league's kind of figured out Brock Purdy to an extent. What Minnesota and the Cleveland were doing, it was very similar to what we started doing with Mahomes. They were starting to drop back three the whole game, keep their fourth pass rusher, their second best pass rusher in a spy. Uh, and, and, and have him w- watch Purdy and they took away everything deep and Purdy really struggled. So I don't know if they're going to do that with Darnold, but they would have done that with Purdy in. And that's why I would have loved that matchup. Cause we did it with Mahomes all the time and yeah. succeed in doing so. Um, but it, it, it is Sam Darnold's like, they're not going to, Sam Darnold's not going to win that game by himself. Uh, but the Bengals have to score. I think they will 24, 23 Bengals.
0: Okay. I actually, I'm going to piggyback up yours. I I really uh, initially two weeks ago, you asked me, I've got us losing this game, winning Buffalo. I kind of feel the same way. I think this is kind of set up with where Buffalo is right now, where San Francisco is. We're catching both of these teams at exactly the right time, because I think towards the end of the season, both Buffalo and San Francisco are going to be a lot better than they are right now.
1: Uh, Buffalo will be like five and nine. They get Von Miller
0: back, they've really fallen off since Milano and we'll get into this next week since they lost Milano. But, but I. Milano really- and
1: company. Yeah. Milano and company.
0: But I really think that this is, I've just got this a little more low scoring. I've got this 2018 us winning. I think this is going to be a classic defensive, ugly game. I, I still think we're going to be, have to have the key sack at the end to uh, not get, not let the San Francisco get into, you know, field goal position. Um, I think this is just going to look like a typical AFC North game. So I'm going, I'm going, you know, 2018. That's what I'm doing.
2: All right, who's next? I'll I'll jump in cuz I've got a very similar read. You know, one other thing that uh, was worth mentioning that we didn't, that none of us mentioned at all was uh, the Bengals were on, on bye, getting their rest, licking their chops, but uh, we got no breaks from any of our division counterparts with all three playing potentially losable games and all three winning and two of them winning with uh, some officiating help. Yeah. Anyways, you got to play the schedule you're dealt as does everybody else. And I truly, I mentioned it last week. I think we, uh, in the parallel of twenty twenty three with twenty twenty two, I think we start the run uh, this week after the bye. and I I too have a a potential score I don't know. I'm gonna guess no, but I'm gonna go with twenty two to nineteen. Bengal. not a score I wouldn't think so, but it's an ugly score of a game.
0: It is no, and we're all kind of in the same mindset, you know. So all right, who which one of the Goldmans wants to jump in,
4: Riley? I mean, my dad doesn't usually make a pick, so uh, I'll take it for this one. I'm right in the same boat with everyone. Um, relatively low scoring, a couple touchdowns apiece, right around everyone. I have 2017 Bengals. I think we do win this game with the injuries to the Niners offense. Yeah. I was very worried, before, especially with before Purdy went down. But, um, yeah, 2017 Bengals.
0: Yeah, I, I it just blows me away. I'm sitting there in Sky Harbor Airport. We've just won in Arizona. I'm sitting there at you know eating, uh, having you know shots of tequila and getting ready for my flight and watching the nine the Dallas game, which was just a massacre. And just thinking, oh my gosh, you know this team is uh, this team looks unbeatable. And here we are, just a few weeks later, and they've lost two in a row. And they're and they look more than mortal. So, it's just – it blows me away where my mind was three weeks ago and where we are now. So um,
2: Week-to-week league. Week-to-week. Absolutely. You uh, know, I I forget Heath doesn't make picks. We should probably start calling him Kirk Herbstreet because he's got to hop on the jet and fly to cover the game because Street doesn't make picks when he's calling the game too. Kirk, no pick from you. You're calling the game. So, so Heath, are we going to get a pick from you or no? Herbstreet?
0: No. Yeah, I can't break the trend. No, that's true. I told
3: okay. you, as you know, I, I don't watch, I don't analyze games the way you guys do. That's why I love listening to you guys because you're so analytical. Riley's got that analytical mind too. I just don't, I don't watch,
4: I don't my watch like that
3: anymore. I just don't watch sports like that anymore. When I was younger, I
0: absolutely did,
3: but I, I don't watch anymore. So for me to try to vote pick and scores, so I'm just gonna throw something, pulling something out of my rear end, and it's just not worth it.
2: No, no. Look, it. I'm not smart enough to watch the game like you're giving me credit for. It's more Jake and Riley. Uh, a lot of the stuff I just I just enjoy reading and listening to. You know, I take the dogs for a walk every morning and I listen to a couple different Bengals podcasts and read a bunch of stuff that you know I choose what to believe. But yeah, no, no. It's it. Look, the the game is different and you know listening to Jake and Riley it's uh it, it's very cool seeing the young generation and they'll tell you the young generation's taking over the league with great coaches like Brandon Staley etc and yeah that's the wave yeah so i love you by,
1: by the way so this guy from PFF who i like i always forget his name uh used to be an intern now he's like full time for them uh he did a chart he 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 ran some code and, and he did a chart on the coaches that have made the most efficient fourth down decisions. So one was Nick Sirianni.
2: Oh,
0: uh-huh. Bra- yeah.
1: Brandon Staley.
2: Outlier. That doesn't even count
1: because of the play. Because day.
0: of the tush push, I agree. Yeah. No.
1: Zach Zach Taylor was. This was just fourth down decisions. Just fourth down. Zach Taylor was at thirty, and a uh, reigning bozo of the week on the Jake Circus podcast. Brandon Staley was number three.
2: So really? are you saying the number of? The correct times they went for it or successful. It's,
1: it's a he. He created a formula that mixes the the right or wrong decision and how successful or unsuccessful you were in that on the play.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. So Staley was three. Zach Taylor was thirty. Sirianni is one. Bill Belichick, by the way, thirty-two. Oh right.
2: wait, Zach Taylor was
1: ranked
0: thirtieth. Yeah, thought you said he had thirty. I, I would have figured decisions. Staley would have been at the back end.
4: Because
1: it it basically measures aggressiveness and success with said aggressiveness, which the Chargers are have been very good on fourth down this year. But they're they're coached like nobody wants to play for the moron that wears the headset every week.
0: Right. So, well, if if Manos, the Manos family wasn't like Mike Brown used to be, they would let Staley go. But he refuses to fire a coach and pay him to not work. So um, which is why future future Charger. Yeah.
1: Future Chargers coach Lincoln Riley, next USC coach Urban Meyer.
0: Oh okay. well, and where's Harbaugh uh, landing once he leaves Michigan? Which he well, was,
3: well, well hopefully.
1: hopefully he finally wins it all so he can leave and go back to being a loser in the NFL. Right.
2: So nope You may not no, get through uh, the season. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with looking at hand signals and play calls. Nothing's hey. gonna come of this. We just right. need to
1: get more information about it. Like I don't really have an opinion about it yet because there was a clip that there was like clearly something was going on Ohio from the State Ohio State, State Michigan. Play. But like the clip that they showed, Ohio State scored on that play. Correct. So I don't know. Yeah. I, like, I I'm not a mission-
2: It's very you like you clearly see Ohio State goes to the line, they back off, they all look to the coordinator on the side, they get the play, and as they get the play, you see the guy, I forgot his name whispering in harbaugh's ear and all of a sudden everybody starts pointing up which means it's a pass and signaling immediately like to jake's point it it was definitely something going on but ohio state still scored on the play and i don't think we need to get a looking at hand signals
1: we need to get a john boy reaction to this Good good call all right well jake remind them where they can find all your stuff yeah jake circus podcast monday wednesday friday uh, no br show this week, but check out the their TikTok and socials. I'll have my college football card. Cats, Wildcats, Arizona State. Uh, sides, and then oh, I guess my God, the Wildcat parlay. Kentucky, Arizona. Forgot oh, wow. I forgot. So That's yeah, right. the Wildcat money line dog parlay. Kentucky against Tennessee, Arizona against uh against Oregon State.
0: And Ryan, Ryan, remind everybody where they can where they can find you
4: on Twitter at Sportsball with three L's at the end post in general content when i have time there
0: you go got I mean, yeah, you support these guys they're both stu- students so um and uh please subscribe if you don't subscribe it's all we ask hit the analytics uh hit the thumbs up to help us out with the analytics um we will be back right after the end of the game with a recap hopefully we went into san francisco and won and uh and we'll go from there i'm gonna say hoot everybody and have a great hoot. Rest of your week hoot. Hoot. Hoot.